Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. Hey everybody, it's your girl DJ with Plan for Keeps Podcast, and today I have Brittany Taylor. She is a life coach and healer who helps women manifest their dream lives through the joy of living. How are you today, Brittany? I am awesome. Thank you for having me, DJ. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. So um, today I wanted to talk to you just about your journey and how you discover manifestation. Yay. Okay. So fun. Um, well, I kind of knew about manifestation ever since I was a little girl. I think me and my mom, we even watched like the secret together when I was like 10 years old, but I didn't fully like get it. I thought, Oh, that sounds cool. But I didn't really believe fully. Right. Mm -hmm. It took maybe a few years, like until my like late teens, when I was around 19 years old, I found Reiki and I found energy healing and other types of energy healing. And just from like that place of being on this healing path, all the manifestation books started just falling off the shelf to me. And I started reading like Abraham Hicks, like crazy. And yeah, like other books around manifestation. And it just really became an obsession. And I started to see it working in my life right away. And then a few years of being totally obsessed with it, I realized, hey, this is what I meant to be doing and teaching and talking on because I can't stop thinking about this. I can't stop talking about it. I can't stop like seeing things manifest in my life. Like, oh, shit, I think I'm supposed to be doing this. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of how it started. But it did definitely start from like the healing path. And then I kind of transitioned from doing the healing, which I think sometimes with healing work, there's this emphasis on what is wrong and what needs fixing. And then from the manifesting, which, you know, we're focusing on the feelings that we want to create and want to be. And I I really think we should have a balance of both. And that's kind of what I teach. Gotcha. Okay. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Um, Majority of the time when people kind of go on this journey, something usually happens from for them to have to kind of heal did you have to go through that at all? Or like you said, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I know you got it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I kind of left that part out. I was just thinking that too, in my head, like they're going to wonder, well, why did I start doing this healing stuff? Yeah. So I used to, as a teen, I struggled with like low self-esteem and I did, you know, a lot of partying, drinking drugs. And, you know, I, even at one point I felt that I had some depression, anxiety and stuff like that. And it was really during that same amount, like that same time where I found the healing books and I found spirituality and stuff like that. And so I just kind of transitioned from that lifestyle of, you know, partying and escapism and like drugs and drinking um, to this lifestyle of spirituality and yoga and like manifesting. And it just really filled that gap for me that you know when you do drugs and drink it's like there's something missing right you're searching for that high right you're searching for those feelings of self-worth or whatever and I found that through my passion 
um, in these studies. So that's kind of what led me there. I don't really know exactly how. I really think it was my soul or maybe God or angels that that guided me to this work, like rather than going down a dark path there. But that was happened in my teens, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you discovered it pretty early. So that's how I was wondering, was it? Because sometimes Mm -hmm. it can just be maybe your childhood and being exposed. But most of the time, it's usually something happens in your life where you kind of transition. So, okay. Yeah. When, so you help other people, when you run into somebody who is basically going down that similar path that you went, how do you pull them out of that? Like, I know people who actually do drugs and stuff like that, and they feel like that's the only thing that can keep them sane in this world. Like, how do you coach somebody and pull them out of that? So, I wouldn't go like directly to those people and be like, I'm going to pull you out because I feel like they have to be ready for the new understanding, right? They have to be ready for a new kind of life. But what I do, I mean, I'm all over the internet, right? I just share my truth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And I know there's people on there that are going through that. And I just know that like when their soul is ready for the transformation, they're going to see a post or they're going to see a video or they're going to, they'll, they'll find maybe not even me, right. But they'll find something and, and that will lead them to me or to their like spiritual path as well. But I feel like they have to really want it. They have to really be ready because, you know, sometimes those people, they just think there is no other way. And I wouldn't try to convince them that this is better, but I can share my light and share my truth all over the internet and, and know that the right people find me. Right. Okay. Now you teach manifestation and you teach people how they can live their dream life through the joy of living. Can you go into detail about that? Yeah. So my um, like tagline that I always say at the end of every post and video is I say, you came for the joy of living. So I teach people how to manifest, but through this lighter energy, because I used to be a very, you know, serious person, very intense. And, and, you know, that type of personality, it lacks joy, right? And things manifest to you way easier, way quicker when you're lighthearted and joyful. And especially I teach a lot around like manifesting men um, with my clients. So when they're in a lighthearted, joyful state, the men are, you know, magnetized and, that's really what I teach. <laughs> Got you. Okay, so yeah. the men are magnetized. Can you go into detail about about that? Yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> um, well, when you're joyful, I really feel like when you're joyful, you're expressing your soul's energy. Um, and when you're expressing your soul's energy, all good things happen to you. So as w- with the men part, um, men really, they are magnetized to lightheartedness, joy, and Um, like when you're easy about it, you know, what we can do as women is when we really like a guy, we can be just so into him that it almost is like a form of strangulation (laughs) to him. And and, yeah, yeah. And this kind of energy, um, with the dream men that you're wanting, I mean, in some cases you can attract a a guy who's similarly needy and it can work out, but in most (laughs) cases to attract your dream man, you're going to want to be in a lighthearted, joyful, I know this is going to work out for me, or I know everything's working out for me kind of place. So it just, yeah, it allows men to come into your space, feel very safe, feel like, you know, they want to be around you because your energy is so light rather than trying to like hold on to them for dear life. And then they're going to be like, ah, I want to get away. 
Right. Gotcha. Okay. So how yeah. do you feel like super anxious? Like this guy is always on her mind and he may say something to kind of slip up, like maybe hurt her feelings a little bit and she's just the type to just go raw. Like how do you how do you shift <laughs> a woman's mind to not be that way? Like <laughs> Yeah, and I know that all too well. I used to be like that as well. And what I really think it is, is connection to your own passion in life and your own joy of living, really. Because mm-hmm. when you have that going for you, you know, you're, you're living in joy already. You're already living your dream life in some aspect. You're just going to naturally have this ease and calmness in your life and with men. So oftentimes in that situation when, you know, every little thing a guy's doing or saying is just triggering you so much. You're just going crazy over this guy. Sometimes my advice is to actually pull back from the guy and focus on like, what are your true joys in life? And, and like, what do you really want to be doing on this planet? I think it's often a symptom. Like when we're overly obsessed with a guy, it's a symptom of like lacking purpose. Like we're kind of using men to feel this purpose in life. And so sometimes in that case, I would say, are you living a passionate life right now? Are you living a joyful life? Work on yourself and then go back to this guy. And if he still pisses you off, then he's not the one. <laughs> gotcha. But um, or do you find think, yourself first. Or do you think like when you say go back to the guy, or do you think when the guy comes back to you, you'd be open to see if he triggers you? Which one do you agree more with or does it even matter? It doesn't really matter. I, I really think that like, us as women, sometimes we've been kind of like trained that we should let the guys come to us. Yeah. <laughs> but I think sometimes that's not the best way to go about it. I, if there's a certain kind of guy that that would be good, but it really depends on the individual situation. Like with my dream man, I actually reached out to him first and sent him a message first. And so I do coach women around that and say like, you can talk to him first. If you're really feeling the call, if it feels joyful, like, if it feels like the right thing to do, go for it, right? Right. Got you. Okay. So I know, yeah, a lot of people, especially the coaches who speak on, like, masculine and feminine energy, they'll talk yeah. about how the women really needs to just just back down. And it's, you know, and I also, I kind of also agree with you, just depending on the situation and how you feel. Yeah. So, um, and then also depending on the guy, there's a whole bunch of different factors, I think, that plays. Totally. That. So, yeah, I can, I can definitely agree with that okay um now law of attraction and relationships that's what we're getting into now and and manifesting your dream man so how would a woman manifest a dream man like we just spoke on just kind of how you would act but how do you fully manifest like i i get the light like you your light energy and all of that stuff but how does a, a person fully how does a woman fully manifest them? Because, you know, they'll talk about how you should sit and meditate and think on the things you like and all that other stuff. How, besides the light energy, what else, like, would you say? So the meditating is good if you're a person who likes meditating. Okay. <laughs> but I don't think that's for everybody, right? It's I think the most important thing is to just have that decision that, okay, I'm going to call in my dream man now and have kind of an idea of his qualities. I mean, some people talk about a list. I, I have done lists before and they usually do manifest where you list out the qualities of the guy that you would like to manifest. You list out like the qualities of the relationship, what the energy is going to be like. But really the most important thing is to get clear on the feeling 
you want that relationship to bring you and, you know, be less specific about all the different qualities. Because when you have that feeling, um, there's many men really that could fulfill that. Like I teach this energy of abundance in men and dating that like, I do believe we have many potential soulmates. Like we have them all over the world and we have, you know, certain soulmates for certain times in our lives. And, you know, I like to teach that when you just really know the type of energy you want, the type of relationship you want, you could go out there today and you could meet him like at the coffee shop or something. Like he's there, like he's already around. So just getting in that energy of expectation and belief that like I could go out, I could meet this guy today and kind of be expecting it. Like, And um, then it really can happen quickly from that point on. Gotcha. Okay. Um, How do you work with a woman who has all of this knowledge, but then has issues with the inner feelings of rejection? So I have a friend who believes in manifestation. She's, she's also done the work and have, has achieved other things as far as like work and stuff like that. But then when it comes to, a man, she has issues with fully believing that she can attract a man or the first thing he does that triggers her, she feels rejected. Like, do you, have you yeah. ran across it? Like, what What would you say <laughs> to that? Yeah, that's like pretty much all my clients that they already understand manifestation, but just somehow with the men part, it's more difficult. Um So it's really just about the beliefs. Like we want to look at, well, why do you think that it's more difficult to manifest a man man than other things, right? Mm -hmm. And there's definitely going to be some beliefs in there that maybe there's some fears around men. Maybe there's some things from childhood that maybe bring on these beliefs. But really everything is energy and belief. So it's just about building that same energy that they've built in these other areas where things manifest easily, right? And bringing that over to the man side. And also I think too, it can be, maybe they're just taking that one area too seriously and the other areas they're more lighthearted about. So sure they manifest quicker, but with the men, they're really intense about it. So it could be about lightening up there as well. More than likely it probably is. Now I'm thinking about my friend's situation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She's definitely like too, like, like that rah, rah type. I was just telling you, like calm down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now, as far as your journey in love and relationships, um, whether it's in manifestation or just anything, what would you say the hardest lesson was for you and how do you apply it today? And then what advice would you give to the listeners? So for me, it was this thing of I would always be the most attracted to the men that did not want me or did not want to date me in the way that I wanted. And um, so that was the biggest thing for me. And really how I shifted through that was through the law of attraction and through I probably read Abraham Hicks's book on relationships. It's called The Vortex. I probably read it like five times. (laughs) <laughs> I read that book a few weeks ago. I still need to finish it, but I started it. Yes, it's an amazing book. Okay. That is literally like what I teach is from that book. And and so just realizing that like, yeah, everything is your beliefs. And I had this belief that I was the type of woman that men didn't really want to date or take seriously. And I just had to shift that and really be in this energy of no, like I am the wife. I'm the wife energy. And that's what really shifted the men around me. And sometimes even the same men 
once I shifted my energy ended up um, treating me more as this like serious type of woman after I even just shifted my energy. So the biggest thing that I would really tell women is like change your identity. Like if you have this identity that men only want you for, you know, one thing or they, right. the men that, the men that want you only, um, they, they're not the ones that you want. If you have this belief, just start practicing. Well, what if the men that I wanted did really want me? What if they did take me seriously? What if they were like proposing to me? How would that feel and really get in that energy? That was something I visualized for like every night I would get in this visualization of having this ring on my finger, which I now have. And yeah, just really getting in that energy of this is real. This is meant for me. This gets to happen and ignoring all the other little thoughts that are like, well, that's just not how it goes. Right. 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 How do, how do you dig deep, like in people's childhoods, like as far as like why they think the way that they think? I do. If it comes up, I wouldn't like necessarily go digging there if it wasn't already kind of like being brought up. But a lot of my clients are really self-aware already and they'll just start messaging me and say, I know this is from when I was three years old or whatever. And then we'll go into it then. But I don't like purposely think we need to go digging for childhood stuff if it's not coming up. But a lot of the times it is coming up, right? So it's, yeah, so it's that's just, what I wonder because most yeah. of the time when we have these beliefs, it's from something that happened as a teenager or something that happened yeah. in their, in um, your childhood and stuff like that. So I just I was just wondering if that totally. comes up, like and. Do you get breakthroughs from people who realize, okay, but like you said, your clients are already pretty self-aware. Yeah. They kind of know about manifestation. It's just really just majority of them. They're really trying to, um, is it, are they really trying to get the the man or just the dream life? The dream I job? Have both. I have both types of clients. I have some who already have the man, but they're wanting to make it even like more of a dream relationship or some that, you know, are more focusing on like dream life and other areas like business. Um, But I have talked about the man stuff probably the most, like I'm going to say maybe like 60% man manifesting, but I do have all types of clients. (laughs) Got you. Okay. And also, so what projects do you have right now? So what do I have going on right now? Yeah, I'm actually just in the process this week. I'm launching a couple new things that I haven't announced anywhere yet. But um, one of them is going to be my Joy of Living VIP membership group, which I'm really excited about where you're going to get like monthly trainings, monthly journal prompts, monthly meditations all around the joy of living and just, you know, activating your dream life and dream, you know, higher self. So that's going to be really cool. That's going to come out this week. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you have going on or what courses do you have um, right now? So I have quite a few courses on my website already that like are self-study now. Like, so they're courses I ran at a previous date. I have some around, um, I have the dream man plan. I have heal your jealousy, which is kind of the relationship type. And then I have some other ones just for more healing in general and, some soul awakening courses. You can get them all on my website, which I'll, I'll tell them it's joyoflivingonline.com. Okay. And um, I also do one-on-one coaching as well. And that's kind of what I've got going on. 
Okay. I want to dig a little bit into your heal your jealousy. How, how do you teach that through manifestation, like healing your jealousy, or is that not even taught through manifestation? So it is that course is kind of two parts really like, well, there's actually a lot of trainings in that course, but um, the first thing is actually just bringing in this understanding that you are enough. and really like downloading that belief into every cell of your being that course is a lot more focused on healing and inner child and um like going deeper into that childhood stuff because that's where jealousy really comes from um and then there is also some trainings around just knowing that your dream man values you and so we kind of go into two parts there but yeah jealousy is one of the main things that i i talk about with some of my clients, because that's one of my biggest struggles that I had as well. I used to be super crazy jealous with men. Gotcha. <laughs> and now, now I'm like the most lighthearted person ever. Like it's actually, it's insane the shift that I've had there because like I went from total cray cray to like basically wanting an open relationship too. So that's I have cool. like had a complete like shift there. And yeah, that course is one of my first courses is very near and dear to my heart, but yeah. Wow. That is powerful. That's a powerful testimony. Yeah. To come from that to that. That's a whole podcast within itself. I won't it is, I, yeah. I won't bother you today to to peel through those layers. I won't bother you today. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. I'm glad I said that because sometimes I, I um forget that big shift, the jealousy. I haven't talked about that in a while. That I launched that course about two years ago, I think. Well, yeah, that that's that's a big deal to go from that to to where you are today. That that is amazing. Yes. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. So, <laughs> towards the end, I always ask like three or four questions. So, the first okay. question I'm going to ask is, um, name three places you would want to travel to: two with a partner, and then one by yourself, anywhere around the world. So. Definitely New York. I've been there once last year. I am in love with that city. I would go with, yeah, with my man there because he hasn't been there. And then I want to go to Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic because my man is actually Czech. Like his parents are like born there. His brother's like born there. And so they, they like have some family over there. I'd love to go over there, go to Prague um, with him. Okay. And then by myself, I'd probably like to go to like some like fashion city. I'm trying to think like maybe like what's like the fashion capital of the world? I think Italy or something like something Milan. Like I think. Yeah, Italy. Yeah, I would, I would go like on a shopping trip by myself somewhere. So yeah, that <laughs> sounds dope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, my next question. If you could think of any romantic movie, right? Um, what's character or if you can't think of a particular character or just a movie would speak to your love language like if you do have a character in mind that speaks to you as far as how you love or just a movie that you related to Hmm. so strongly in that way hmm that is a really good question I'm not totally sure because I feel like I've always been like, I've never related too much with the movies. Got you. Okay. (laughs) I've been my own kind of brand, but I always have loved the notebook. I mean, like everybody, but that's my favorite movie. So good. Yeah. Uh, That's my favorite movie. So I'm not gonna lie. So I think this is like my third time bringing it up. I was on um, a podcast with another dating coach and she brought the notebook and she was talking about how it was 
total codependency and it just broke yeah. my heart i watched the movie again and i just i just saw all the patterns but still though like it is codependency but <laughs> that's what all the movies are right right so <laughs> i know it's like when i ask that question especially the coaches they're like really but i'm like come on now maybe in your past life you related to something oh totally and you know <laughs> most people do have relationships like that right and it's right. just like now we're going into this new age where people are more self-aware and like more um well, less codependent, right? But we all have that in us still. We all love that dream love, that like crazy romance story. (laughs) It's just a part of all women, I think. I think so too. And even for some of these men out here too, to be honest. Oh, totally. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then my last question. So um, do you have a childhood memory or a teenage memory that you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience? Like maybe a first letter, love letter, um, first kiss or just a first spawn memory that just that kind of just sets your soul on fire or just is or a sweet little memory I'm just thinking it's not love related it's kind of more spiritual but can That's I fine. share that yeah okay. of course so I used to always as a kid I would go and sit up at the top of a tree mm-hmm. and I would just be in the nature I would sometimes bring a little bucket and I would bring a book up there I'd bring my like cd walkman up there And I just really feel like this moment when I was sitting at the top of this tree, like that was my true soul self. It was just like pure connection to nature, to oneness, to bliss, to inner peace. And I just always think of that when I'm thinking of a very special memory, like where I just really feel like that was my soul self. Got you. Okay. No, that's, that's a good memory too. Just do you think that that particular moment kind of brought you home to yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's the self that, I needed to be in order to attract my dream relationship and dream life. It's like that inner peace self, Mm -hmm. right? Got you. Okay. Um, Well, Brittany, I want to thank you for coming on today. And I want to thank you. That was so much fun. Yeah. I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.